Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 160 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And today is by far one of the most important episodes for me. This is a celebration of the third anniversary of our podcast. I can't believe three years have gone by and we've been meeting every single Friday for the last 160 weeks, which is quite special to me. And for today, I thought what better way to celebrate this with you than by bringing together a very special group of powerful women to really bring you different takes and perspectives on the topic of confidence and body image and feeling comfortable in front of the camera. I will introduce the guest properly in just a moment, but just to give you an overview, Agnes is my brand photographer and she specializes in photographing women over 40 in midlife and really capturing that pure inner beauty that we all have within us sometimes because of our minds we're not able to perceive it. She does a brilliant job of using photography to help women transcend some of the issues they have with self-confidence. I also had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Monica Vermani, and we talk about her recent TEDx that she done, and she is a clinical psychologist with a lot of experience in trauma, mood, anxiety, and other uh, different areas, and she brings that clinical perspective to our conversation. And our final guest is Dr. Shelby Atkinson. And Dr. Shelby is a neurostructure chiropractor, but also a high-performance mindset coach. So she blends the medical aspect of things with, of course, this transformational methodology that she has to really bring to you aspects of presence and how to really transcend a lot of our limiting beliefs. This is an incredible panel of very powerful women, and I'm just so pleased to have them here with us celebrating three years of Confidence From Within podcast. So before we jump right in, I'm no I'm not going to delay any longer, but let me properly introduce you to our guests. Agnes Kies is a professional photographer specializing in portrait, both business and personal. She started learning the art of photography at 18. She found her own business, Pure Studios, after living the world of television. Ever since, she has helped countless professionals create their personal brands through imagery. She has photographed CEOs and executives, TV personalities, and many, many entrepreneurs who need stronger visual brandings. Her motto is let's capture the pure you because whether she's taking your business or personal photographs, she wants to capture your true genuine spirit. Next, we have Dr. Monica Vermani, who is a clinical psychologist, author, and public speaker, as well as advocate in the field of mental health and wellness. She's one of Canada's highest rated clinical psychologists. 
She provides a multifaceted treatment approach in treating adults suffering from trauma, abuse, mood, anxiety, and substance addictions, and more. Dr. Vermani is the founder of Start Living Corporate Wellness, a series of programs created to support and facilitate individuals' efforts to overcome barriers that prevent them from living their best and most authentic life. Dr. Vermani's latest book, A Deeper Wellness, and its online companion, A Deep Wellness Life Lessons, provide the tools to create a deep, authentic sense of wellness and well-being. Think about it, Dr. Vermarni's TEDx UFT talk focuses on understanding and conquering negative thinking and self-limiting narratives and beliefs. And our final guest, Dr. Shelby Atkinson, is a neurostructure chiropractor and high-performance mindset coach. She has focused the last decade researching and learning the most effective tools and methodologies for self-mastery and understanding the mind-body connection. She coaches clients who are ready for deep change and transformation in the areas of their mindset, health, and relationship. As you can see, this is an incredible panel of powerful, beautiful women. And without any further ado, let's jump into the interview. Welcome, everyone, to a very special episode of Confidence from Within podcast. We are celebrating three years. I can barely believe we spent every Friday together for the last three years. And as part of the celebration, I invited a beautiful group of powerful guests and amazing women to talk to you about confidence from various perspectives. So you are in for a treat. So I'm going to start with you, Agnes. Welcome to the show. I'm so pleased to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me, Juliana. I always learn something when I speak with you. Thank you. And I'm going to start with you and then we're going to go around our panel. But you've been photographing me for a few years now. You've done the beautiful photography for the cover of the podcast as well. And I would love for you to share, what is your take on confidence? I think confidence is loving ourselves the way we are, which is not perfect. I think so many, so many people strive for perfection and they think they will um, arrive at that confidence when they achieve that perfection. Um, I think it's being comfortable with the way you are, you know, all your imperfections, the good things, the bad things, we're all human and we all deserve to be confident and to, you know, step into our power, whatever that means for you, go after your goals, after your dreams and after happiness in life. Yeah, that's beautiful, Agnes. Thank you so much for your perspective on the topic. And Dr. Monica, I'll bring to you next. Welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Um, confidence is an interesting one. I work with uh, specializing with mood, anxiety, stress, and trauma populations. And there's a saying I love to uh, share, uh, make your faith bigger than your fear. Mm-hmm. And fear oftentimes is self-doubt, anxiety, and, and, and you know, that self-critical voice that we do that comes from, you know, yeah. different influences that, that impact us, our media, our social you know, uh, community, our parents, our upbringing, value systems of what we think is right and wrong. And faith is believing in yourself, believing Mm -hmm. in your skill set. And so making your faith bigger than your fears is really about, you know, believing in your own skill set. And I believe confidence is about believing in yourself, believing in the good in you, seeing the beauty in you. These are all thoughts and thoughts are quite powerful. Our confidence is 
you know, you going inwards and having faith to see the beauty in you, to see the good versus what you lack, to yeah. be able to conquer, you know, fears of, of self-doubt or anxiety. And I don't know if I can handle that with more belief in your skill set to manage things. Life only gives you what you can handle, believing in yourself, seeing the beauty in yourself, being able to see the contributions of good you do amongst the mistakes or the mishaps. And so to me, confidence is a is something you embody on a mind, body, and soul level, but you deeply, it's about you believing in yourself, but on every level of your life. Believing with acceptance of the good, bad, and ugly, if you want to call it. You know, we're all perfect and a work in progress. Yeah. I think that's a level of confidence to kind of have compassion for the areas that we're not perfect in. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset of still loving yourself amongst the flaws. Right? Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. Absolutely. And Dr. Shelby, I also want to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me here and congratulations mm-hmm. on yours. What that's so incredible. And how am I supposed to follow these ladies? I <laughs> I really love what Agnes mm-hmm. said, uh, as well as Dr. Monica. I I agree. I I was actually just trying to think about confidence like in a practical sense for my own life. And um for what came up for me, it's like really like knowing who I am. And then taking action in alignment with that. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll be honest with you, I actually looked up the definition of confidence mm-hmm. in a dictionary because I, I wanted to see what you know the people say. And two themes came up: certainty and trust. So certainty, if you really know who you are and you know what your values are, your inner priorities. And um, I think with weight release is really knowing why are you doing it? And having that deep purpose underneath it all, that creates confidence naturally within itself. You know, anytime we try to be someone else, there's naturally going to be this imposter syndrome or these thoughts, your intuition giving you feedback, being like, that's not you. Like, stop doing that. Right? Mm -hmm. So there's a certainty. Know who you are and act from alignment. The trust, I was really thinking about this one. I was like, where does that trust in self come from? And I think it really comes from boldly taking consistent action over time. And I know you know this, working with the ladies and helping transform their lives. When people begin to take those actions, regardless of how they feel, and I think that's the big one. Sometimes we want to feel confident, you know, as Dr. Monica said, before we take action. But when you consistently show up for yourself. You wake up and you're like, I'm going to do this action because I can do the action regardless of how I feel and keep taking action. That's when you get the momentum. That's when you begin to flex that trust muscle within yourself. And you're like, okay, I can do this. And then you start to see results. Then you start to get momentum. And then that fuels the certainty. So I think they like tie in and then that gives that like natural confidence. But the foundation of all that, I think you just really got to know who you are and stop comparing yourself to other people of what you think you should be. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that, like beautiful perspectives. And it really sort of fits that puzzle that once you're certain of who you are and you have trust that who you are is absolutely good enough, like the the need for perfection and all those 
expectation starts to mount away, which is very much the mission of the work of this podcast. So thank you all for the beautiful perspective. Can I add, I just, Dr. Yeah. Shelby triggered a nice little thought here is, um, you know, comparison in today's world. And I know we're talking a lot about confidence. You know, life is a series of experiences. We judge our experiences as positive and negative, but comparison is a way that we do find who we want to be. Right? We're raised zero to 10 with our parents and our upbringing. And oftentimes we're modeled by what they think are standards of who we need to be. So expected versions of us and finding ourselves is a process that we uncover as we yeah. live. To me, comparison is how we also get to know who we are. When I see somebody that I judge as lesser than me, I realize I grew from there. And when mm-hmm. I see somebody better than me, I realize I can acquire the skill and become that. So comparison has a good place as long as you're not pooping on yourself, feeling bad that I'm not that person. Instead, you're trying to learn the skill set to acquire it or become a better version of you. You know, confidence is believing that you have the skill set to sometimes be your highest and best version of you, believing in yourself that you could be better instead of always looking at yourself as stuck. And, Mm -hmm. And one reason why I think we lack confidence in today's society is we always have this battlefield in ourselves between our true self and who we really want to be and believe we can be and our expected self with all the people telling us how we should be, whether it's media, family, upbringing, comparison to your sibling, et cetera. You know, that clash is what I think we all battle with of who we think we need to be and who we want to be. Yeah. Uh, And so comparison, I feel like is another way that, you know, along the journey, you're constantly evolving and changing. And that comparison isn't bad as long as you're not being hard on yourself, Mm -hmm. but you're trying to learn from it and see how far did I grow and where would I like to grow to? That's perfect. Thank you so much, Fred. And now that's an excellent point. And Agnes, I will bring to you in terms of helping us set the stage, like you photograph women on a regular basis that are beautiful, powerful. And I know from conversations we had and listening to interviews that you've given that you see a lot of women struggling with their body image and negative self-talk. So paint us a picture of what you see on a regular basis. So this is interesting because uh, what Dr. Monica just brought up is working with women and seeing them at a different spot in their confidence journey. This is what Dr. Monica mentioned is is a shift that I see as women become more uh, comfortable and more confident with themselves. So, um, you know, some people look at other people and they kind of come from, from, from jealousy. Um, and then others kind of look at people surrounding them and they think, what can I learn from these people? Mm-hmm. So this is a very powerful shift as we grow as humans and as we attain more confidence and that of course, has to do a lot with you and your journey. So I see both approaches with the women I work with. So again, it depends where you are in your confidence journey, because what I do is um, I often say that when I first you know, thought about being a professional photographer, I thought my work would be so much about technicalities. Yes. It has to do so much with um with that confidence, right? With 
and calming people down with assuring them that, you know, this is going to be fine, providing a very safe environment and, and taking what I, you know, experienced by being photographed myself because, you know, I have been photographed and I had good experiences and I had very bad experiences <laughs> yeah. that were a total waste of time and money. So, of course, I wanted to craft my experience so it's empowering, right? And yeah. I very quickly saw that it's a huge part of my work because what I'm seeing on a regular basis is a lot of questioning. I do understand it because I think, you know, as a brand photographer, we're in this arena where people kind of now have to have you know PR and you have to be in your marketing which probably was not the case so much let's say 20 years ago or 30 years ago correct yeah uh, let's just be real like this is a new thing with the rise of social media that we have to deal with and then some people who are more confident deal with it you know better and then when you like that confidence you just need a little bit of that extra love so this is my mm -hmm. job uh, as a photographer but um yes it's about empowering people like you know both dr shelby and dr monica already mentioned sometimes people avoid taking action before they're perfect and well then you're just going to be stuck on your journey yeah even if you don't feel comfortable start taking little steps um right towards towards that that confidence um, because in a way, like, you know, saying you don't, you don't get to exist in photographs, like, would you not go to a meeting because you're not at your perfect weight? Like, what are we, <laughs> you mean, like, what are we trying to tell ourselves here? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I sometimes think maybe I should take some like uh, additional education even to help people better with, with this process. Because that's such a big part of the work you do. Like, like you said, like you thought it'd be more about the technicality, lights, angles, which of course is a huge part of what you do. But I think because you work with women in such a deeper way and you capture us very much from the inside out, I think that we feel safe. And it's part of your process as well, tapping into that, right? This episode is brought to you by the Wage Release Shift, a program that I am so excited to share with you. And actually more than a program, this is a partnership in which I join forces with you to take you on this incredible journey, which is wage release. Together, we will explore all the necessary mind shifts to get you to places you've never been before, as well as learn what is going on with your hormones, especially as you transition into later phases of being a woman. All of that combined with tasty, healthy, super easy to make foods and recipes to help you balance hormones, eat for your needs, and release excess weight in the process. If you're curious or ready to learn more and join me and all these other wonderful women on this journey, I encourage you to apply at the link below to learn more, visit naturallyjoyous.ca slash release. And I look forward to chatting with you and getting to know you better.
And I wanted to piggyback on that and ask you, Dr. Shelby, for you working with high profile, high performance individuals, do you see sometimes them holding themselves back from the potential that's clear from not feeling comfortable with their appearance, age, any of those factors? Oh, totally. And I can even just say for myself, um, you know, as Dr. Monica mentioned, we evolve over time, right? And so each next level that we go up to, there's this new uncertainty, new unknowns. We could have this fantasy that, you know, we're confident, you know, we obtain this confidence and then now we have it for life. Check, it's done. Well, Every time you grow, you enter that that next love layer, that next, um, as Dr. John Martini would say, is that next newosphere. And then all those insecurities, the doubts, they come up, and that's that next level of growth. So myself, the clients that I work with, each time they break through that next level, it's like you got to deal with those next insecurities, those next mm-hmm. doubts, those uh, other layers that come up. So yeah, I, I, I totally see that within myself and then also with the clients that I work with. And just knowing that, okay, this is a part of the process and it's completely normal and it's completely okay. And I have tools in order to shift and move through it. I think that's what makes the difference or at least made the difference for me when I started discovering tools. It's like, okay, so I don't have to fear this because before I was fearing it and then not taking action, getting stuck in whatever area, whether that was how I physically looked, what I was wearing, um, you know, anything, right? Or, or my skill set, how I perform. So yeah, I think it's just knowing that, you know, we're, we're completely evolving all the time. Fears are going to come up, doubts and insecurities. And if you learn the tools, how to shift them, um, then you'll just continue evolving to those next levels. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that comes to mind briefly, I want to mention, the first time I remember being quite nervous about putting myself out there, was actually just before I defended my master thesis and my advisor, which is no longer with us, unfortunately, he was a wonderful man. And he said to me, the reason why you're nervous is because you care. But at the end of the day, this is not about you. This is about the service that you're here to provide. So shift the focus from the self to the mission, to the work. And it was just such a important piece of advice that I use constantly and I share sometimes even with guests when we're, you know, have the jitters before recording, just be you. But it's in a way difficult to just be you. So I want to go back to you, Dr. Monica. And I know you've mentioned this, but let's go a little deeper. From your clinical psychology background, what would you say is the root cause of a lot of our difficulties, even knowing who we are, but also some of those early learnings that we have in terms of wanting to be perfect, wanting to be fit this box and that box? What is the root cause of a lot of that negative belief system and self-talk? So I'll refer back to, I had a TED Talk recently released called Think About It. And that's about our thoughts. Our thoughts are powerful things. Everything that's ever been created in this world started with a thought. And, you know, when we look at children, there's this unconditional love, pure and innocence that we see in children and we admire it. But then as those children grow, they start attaching themselves to thoughts and labels and concepts and criticisms that they've personalized. And that's where we start having more of the anxiety and the self-doubt. We go from a pure state to the state of doubt, anxiety, fears that we're not good enough, worthy enough, you know, lovable. And we start putting standards and regulations on who we need to be in order to be accepted and worthy of love. And so I was... um, 
go back to the thoughts. Thoughts are powerful things. Everything good or bad shapes our lives. A thought shapes our lives. And many times we have to do the work as I do with my patients in my office. Your inner world creates your outer world. And so even like when I look at Agnes and she does these phenomenal photo shoots, <laughs> you know, regardless of the weight I was at or the time I was at and how much stress was going on in my life, you know, it was my inner world that created the outer world of a beautiful picture because I would show up with complete yeah. presence and there was this level of like love and compassion for wherever I was at and showing up with that complete presence and trust and faith that Agnes is going to, you know, take a beautiful photograph, but there's that inner world that manifesting that outer world. There are days we look at pictures and we scrutinize and we criticize. And there's days we look at pictures and we're like, wow, I look great. Mm-hmm. You know, there's days you walk out into the audience and you feel loved and accepted. And, you know, you feel people look at you with admiration and you feel a part of the community. And there's days you walk out there in that same crowd And you feel isolated, alone, unworthy, and invisible. Mm -hmm. These are all thoughts. And what are you reinforcing on the inner world that is manifesting and being shown to you on the outer world? Meaning reality is sometimes based on your thoughts. And so your thoughts lead to your moods and your behaviors. We don't recognize that when you walk out of your door with self-consciousness, not feeling good about yourself, not feeling seen or valuable, and unworthy of love, that there is a vibe and an energy and a, a way you show yourself and a way of the energy of, of people gravitating towards you or staying away from you. We don't re- realize that when you're in pain, you spill over onto others with mm-hmm. symptoms. But when you're in a place of health and well-being, there's also a ripple effect. And so notice yourself. And all of us have examples, including me, of times that you feel like you're on top of the world and you step out there and you see the validation because your eyes going to things that are positive to reinforce that statement that you hold on the inside about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then there's days that you're just not feeling at your optimal best. You're being a little hard on yourself. You're stuck on a criticism or a scrutiny that you're holding on to. And when you walk out there, you find the validation to support that mm-hmm. message that you have in your yeah. head. Right. And you're not noticing the good amongst the bad sometimes when you're in a bad state. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of the work I do and day in and day out is to help people reframe negative thoughts that hold them back from being who they want to be, from seeing the beauty in themselves. And don't get me wrong, we all have suffering. Mm-hmm. Suffering is a catalyst for change, right? Mm-hmm. Like suffering is how we shift. When I have a difficult boss, then I look at either confronting them and learning that skill or getting a new job and moving out into a better position You know, I have difficulties in my relationship. It's either me getting help for it or leaving it or changing some dynamic of me and how I relate to it. Same with your relationship with yourself, right? Many of us, you know, through our ages, go through body changes, you know, face and wrinkles and, and concepts of who we think we need to be. Sometimes we're more tired or we're, we're, we're shifting in our perspective, how we want to live our life. Um, it's all about a thought, mm-hmm. you know, and you judging one thought is better than the other. And many times acceptance. And I think both um, people on the panel here have spoken about authenticity, you being your authentic self, you getting to know yourself. That's a journey. And the one thing I've learned yeah. with wisdom as a, you know, middle-aged woman is 
you start learning through age and wisdom to kind of not be so focused on every detail as you were when you were younger. Because when you're younger, you're entering that world and you want to you want to fit in, you know, you want to belong. And there's thoughts about how to belong and how to fit in and concepts of beauty and age and, and, you know, hard work. And then as you get older, you start learning to see your values and your skill set and own and hone in on that. And I think authenticity is about being happy with where you're at, when you're at, and being in a place of accepting it and moving forward. But again, that acceptance comes with a thought. The two reasons we suffer in life, we don't accept people as they are, including ourselves, mm-hmm. and we don't accept situations as they are. Yeah. And acceptance is a thought instead of comparing who you were and trying to be that, looking at where you are and how to make this person a better version of her or him. Yeah. Absolutely. And I see that so much in my work as well with women sometimes having to grieve the beauty they had in their 20s and 30s when they got in their 50s and 60s and accepting the beauty then. You know, and understanding that there's a conservation of challenges to life, but also conservation of beauty that sometimes they just don't see. And something I talk about in my book that relates to that is my external set of beauty changed when I moved from Brazil here in my early 20s. That what was beautiful there was not beautiful here. And that was very confusing to me, (laughs) right? Because, like, as a young adult, I worked really hard towards specific set of standards and relearning that and readjusting even my internal thermostat of success and beauty and things like that. So Agnes, I will bring it back to you for one final question. And um, we talked a little bit about Dr. Monica and myself in terms of your process, right? We've both been photographed uh, by you many times. What would you say is maybe a piece of advice or like your you know, strategy for getting women more comfortable with even making the decision to be in front of a camera, either professionally or not missing out on family photos during vacations and so on because of feeling uncomfortable? Oh, my goodness. That's such a big question. Um, You know, I often in my thinking like to talk about this concept, which is... uh, you know, think about what's possible right right now. So uh, I think oftentimes we think that, oh, we're going to be comfortable with things once this, 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 and that is going to be done, right? We just put so much pressure on ourselves. And, um, you know, just think about what's possible right now in this, in this moment. Um, like maybe what's gonna make you more comfortable is following somebody who gives you advice on how to dress if you're struggling with that, right? Um, give yourself some self-care through that maybe. Or maybe if you are struggling with your weight and you really want to do something about that, um, start working with somebody who you feel comfortable with who gives advice about that. Um, you know, give yourself actually create space when you give that self-care to yourself, because often as women, we just help everybody around and uh, we forget about ourselves and it's okay to take care of ourselves. It's okay to grow, you know, photographing women. I think I also sense this kind of guilt about being photographed. So um not so much anymore, but Certainly when I started, I would, you know, hear comments that, oh, maybe photographing, capturing yourself um, is vain. 
So there's a sort of a denial of doing things for yourself. Maybe we think that working on ourselves, whether it's, again, um, committing to some kinds of a fitness plan, working with a nutritionist, working with a stylist, working with maybe with somebody who helps you grow in your career, right? Uh, taking courses. It's not, it's okay to do things for yourself. Mm-hmm. And people around you are also looking. So, um, you know, and your family, they are going to do what you do, not what you tell them. So if you tell your, tell your kids to take care of themselves, but you never do, they're not going to either. <laughs> right. So it's, um, I think that's a big part of building healthy confidence in my yeah. opinion, what I'm seeing around. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Absolutely. And Dr. Shelby, something that Dr. Monica said that I wanted to pull back because I know you've talked about this and I've learned a lot from you on this topic is the whole idea of presence and self-sourcing with the frame, of course, of confidence. So talk to us, like, how do you understand presence and how can we use the present moment, which is all we have in terms of really tuning into our bodies and really bridging that mind-body gap that so many people experience? Yeah, what a great question. Um, You know, so many people, including myself at times, um, we live in our head, right? We're listening to all the thoughts and Monica, Dr. Monica did a great job as uh, explaining the impact of, you know, your thoughts matter, what you're thinking matters, what's going on internally is going to be a mere reflection of what you see externally. And so a lot of our thoughts are just past programming from our teachers, from our parents, from uh, the news, the education systems. So your ability to become aware of your thoughts and be the observer of your thoughts, you know, most people think that they are their thoughts, but it's just the programming because when you're observing your thoughts, it's like, well, who's the observer, right? Mm -hmm. So as soon as you become to step into that space, you observe the thoughts, that's when you have the power to shift them. And you do that through presence. So a really um, uh, simple way to get present is to get into your body. And how? Do, what does get into your body mean? Well, just focus on your breath and just notice the sensations that are occurring on your body. This gets you rooted in your body. And, you know, if you're looking to shift or reframe a thought, um, you may notice when you think the thought, some sensations happen on your body. That could be, you know, an emotion coming up, right? Mm -hmm. And if you use your breath, you can actually just allow that emotion to literally flow through you and out of you. Whereas a lot of times we just don't breathe and that holds and suppresses the emotions and the sensations in our body within us. And it doesn't allow us to actually shift the emotion. And then we still have that thought. So the key to shifting both of those is, is through presence, really feeling and being with what is. And you'll, the, the most paradoxical thing will happen when you do this is, you know, say if I feel something uncomfortable as I really get present in my body, the immediate thought is I want to avoid this. I don't want to feel it. But if you surrender to the sensation and actually just breathe and be with it, the craziest thing is it will actually disappear. And when that disappears, everything else opens up because you're no longer your thought. You're no longer held by the uncomfortable sensations of the emotion. And that's when you can create something new because you're in presence and in presence, there are no problems. 
you literally have infinite possibilities and potentials of what you can create. But most people are in their thoughts, their programming, and they create from that. So it gets them more of the same. And that's where people get stuck. So if you really want to get present, uh, one of the things I tell my clients is it's just a habit. So set a timer every five minutes, every seven minutes, you'll have this beautiful noise go off. It brings you to presence. Get into your body. What's going on in your body? Be with whatever it is. Notice the thoughts you're having. And then it's like, well, do I want to shift those thoughts and question them and, and maybe um, create something new? And that's when your life will change. That inner world that Dr. Monica talked about, that begins to shift. And then the reflection of your inner world begins to show up in your own personal reality. And uh, it all starts with presence. That's that's the access to everything. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thanks so much for that. And like the message that I hear as I hear you say this is the the amount of power that we actually have within ourselves, which is haven't necessarily been taught or told or even informed that that is the case. And I think that self-sourcing, self-resourcefulness is something that's a beautiful skill that, especially with the wisdom of aging, like in midlife, like Dr. Monica talked about, I think we have access to a lot of those parts of us that may have been suppressed or hidden uh, because of the business of life, or maybe it just wasn't a time for it to emerge and really using this time in life to really explore. Even myself in the recent times, I've cracked into new layers of old identities on myself that I was absolutely not aware of. And it was just almost like a whole new world opened up. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I level of deeper sense of self, right? So I think that's so beautiful. And presence, I think it's one of the messages that I hear from a lot of the masters out there. When you actually become able to tap into it, a lot of magic happens. So thank you so much for that. And Dr. Monica, final question for you. And then I will let all of you tell us where we can find you online. In watching your recent TEDx talk that you mentioned, and I will link it in the show notes uh, below, you talk about your three-step process. I believe you was CRR. So I'll give you an opportunity to share with us what are the three steps and how can somebody, you know, in, in sort of like a, a summarized way, go through them. Yeah. So the CRO is challenge, reframe, and replace negative thoughts, right? And as Dr. Shelby beautifully just spoke of, you know, our mind is a monkey brain and it does have a tendency to jump around. And we spend a lot of time either thinking about the past, you know, regrets and comparisons of memories from the past, or we jump to the future and we forecast worst case scenarios, we catastrophize, you know, we do worries of what if this happens, what if that happens. And so, you know, most people with anxiety jump around from the past and the future. And the best way to ground yourself sometimes is just learning how to breathe and just be in the moment. Your breath is the only thing that takes place moment to moment, but it's making time for you. Like, you know, the Buddha bell, you know, little messengers that or little sounds. It's wonderful. We have so many tools at our hand and we have great professionals like Dr. Shelby and other resources out there online. Nowadays, there's so much available to us. We don't make time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, challenging thoughts is about challenge, reframe, you know, revise concepts, but you got to make time for yourself. So one big thing that I find is important in today's world, and I, I reinforced it in the talk as well is, There's a quote I love to live by. Don't give from your well, give from your overflow. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Many of us are giving from an empty well. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly go, 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 trying to make everybody else happy, work and family and children and you know, friends. And we give from a depleted resource of ourselves. We're not always in a place of self-care. And so to me, challenge the thoughts that hold you back from putting more time and energy in yourself to pause and reflect. Pause and reflect on the here and now. Uh, Where is your life now? Where would you like it to be? And many times when I ask people, where would you like your life to be? It's not something grand. It's something simple. It's, you know, ease with your mind. It's being able to sleep at night. It's being able to manage your day-to-day responsibilities. It's being able to see yourself in a positive way, then constantly worry about money or finances or relationships or not being good enough. And so, you know, it's about us taking time out for self-care and self-love, pausing and reflecting to do the work, to challenge thoughts, to be in the here and now and breathe, as Dr. Shelby was mentioning, being in a place of loving compassion for yourself. None of us are perfect. We're all perfect and a work in progress. <laughs> and so fine-tuning the areas you're not satisfied with takes time. And going back to yourself, I would say, look at your well. Are you taking care of yourself, taking care of your needs, your energy levels, your sleep levels, your food, you know, and managing by bringing in, like Agnes was mentioning, professionals that might give you baby steps to get out of a place, to be in a better place in your life. What resources are you pulling in? What time are you taking for yourself to be a better person? As you're better and your well is full, you can give from its overflow. It won't. What I'm finding is today, many people are well adjusted to a sick society and that's unhealthy. And our society is so much of that rat race, go, go, go and give, give, give. We're all depleted. There's a lot of, you know, sleep deprivation, a lot of symptoms of mood and anxiety or muscle tension or not breathing enough. Pause and reflect. Go back to your well. Start reflecting. Do I make me a priority in my VIP, in my very important personal life? Am yeah. I me important? And am I prioritizing self-care so I can challenge, reframe, and revise thoughts that hold me back? You need time to reflect on what are those thoughts? Where did they come from? doesn't always matter, but their impact on your life does. And so noticing where they come from is one thing, but then how do I take actionable steps out of a place to health takes time? Yeah, mm, beautifully said. And I love the analogy of the well. Um, I often look at health as like a bank account. Like if you put something in a savings account that you can easily deplete from versus an investment account that will compound the time, <laughs> you know, it's a similar concept of managing your energy, not your time, right? And uh, you said it in such a beautiful way. And um, yeah, thank you so much for that perspective there. And I'll make sure to link the TED Talk as well so we can go deeper uh, in that conversation. We always have to remember in order to be good for others, we do have to take care of ourselves. And I think when we change that concept in our health, like our mind, we always have this concept of sometimes putting others ahead of ourselves. And these concepts and narratives and stories have to change for us to, the more I take care of me, the better I am for everybody I you know, take care of. Absolutely. And I think like you said, we normalize like a sick society to a point that we feel that basic human needs are luxuries, right? Uh, And I say that in my walk, that we might think sleep is a luxury. And physiologically, that is a very difficult thing to, you know, overcome, like to get any results without having some of those basic human needs met first. So 
Absolutely. And just closing thoughts for everyone. So Agnes, I will um, bring to you first. Tell us about your uh, Entrepreneurs Over 40 event. I'm so excited to be part of it this year and also where we can find you online if you want to continue learning from you and of course being photographed by you. Yeah, so at some point in my journey, I decided I want to have experience that's tailored specifically to people over 40. And that's because of all the reasons we already talked about today. It's by the time we get 40, especially women, we're so drained. We're so busy with everybody else but ourselves. And I think like whenever we get together, like people over 40, then the alignment is just so incredible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the connections I see people make are always wonderful. So that's why specifically I wanted to do that. And yeah, this year we have like a wonderful variety of different professionals. So I cannot wait for our networking event. And if people want to find me, I'm at purestudios.co and our social media is available through there as well. Wonderful. And I'll make sure to put everyone's links on the show notes as well. So it's easy for everyone to click. Uh, And Dr. Shelby, tell us about your Inner Circle membership and also how we can find you online. Well, yeah, so uh, I'm a neurostructural chiropractor and high performance mindset coach. And, you know, 10 years ago, I went through some significant challenges that changed the course and trajectory of my, my entire life. And one of the biggest gaps that I had 10 years ago, I didn't know how to shift my thoughts. I didn't know how to shift how I felt. I didn't know how to essentially experience peace of mind on a day-to-day basis. I didn't have any of those tools. And the last 10 years, I've researched so many different modalities, methodologies across the globe. And this uh, Inner Circle membership is a accumulation, culmination of all of these tools together in a community where you can learn how to shift the thoughts you're experiencing very efficiently, very quickly, shift how you're feeling and know why the neuroscience of the mind and body, how to shift your nervous system in order to experience peace of mind in both the mind, body, and soul. So this membership is about aligning to your highest values, clearing the blocks of resistance, the the emotions, and then creating from that place, that place of presence, infinite possibilities. So uh, that link will be in the show notes. I'm also on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. So connect with me if you want to say hello, if you want to ask questions, and uh, would love to... um, uh, see you there. So thank you so much, Juliana, for this amazing conversation with you beautiful ladies. It's been really fun. Yes, it is our pleasure to have you in our panel today. Thank you so much. And Dr. Monica, tell us about your new book, A Deeper Wellness, as well as where we can find you. Okay, well, this last few years has been a busy one. I think with the pandemic, I started writing a lot of articles for, you know, just mental health support for people who weren't getting resources. Yeah. I'm a clinical psychologist and, you know, a lot of people were struggling with mood, anxiety and trauma symptoms that were bubbling up to the surface or first responders who were working quite a bit overtime during that, you know, difficult time in our life. And so besides the articles, I have that, you know, three years of articles as well as recording them for people with chronic pain. I decided to write the book, A Deeper Wellness, as a workbook, as well as a psychoeducational tool to help you understand the core topics that I help a lot of people with every day. Guilt, setting boundaries, understanding thoughts, working through anxiety, understanding panic disorder, um, anger, you know, saying anger and how you can gain control over it. 
And so there's some valuable nuggets of knowledge and the book, A Deeper Wellness has been doing well. And then since that, I've been um, doing more corporate wellness so that companies can be healthier. We've had a lot of changes in our world. And so there's a lot of corporate wellness events nowadays that I've been speaking at, as well as just being a regular psychologist in companies where I can do individual sessions to guide you to resources, as well as provide wellness talks. And um, the third thing is I have a masterclass that's coming out with um, TED Talk and the TED Talk, think about it, you know, turned into a very nice surprise in my life. And it's been fun to provide tools for people and like you were mentioning at the beginning of the the podcast, you know, it's that greater message. You know, a lot of us are going beyond ourselves for a greater good. And it's about, you know, a deeper wellness and a deeper healing for me to provide people with tools that either don't have the time or the energy or the money to go for therapy and and, and seek the help they need. To me, it's our personal responsibility to take charge and be the best version of ourselves and our highest and best version of ourselves. So the book's about that, the online platform. I have a 18 life lessons program. I also have this masterclass coming out, lots of tools, corporate wellness, speaking events. If you need to reach me or would like to reach me, drmonicavermani.com is my website. And on my website, you can find every avenue of work I'm doing and every service I provide. Besides that, Instagram, Facebook, Dr. Monica Vermani, LinkedIn, Feel free to reach out if you have questions or you have inquiries about speaking events or um, other resources that you're looking for. Happy to help. That's wonderful. And I'll have everyone's links below. As mentioned, thank you all one more time for this wonderful collaborative conversation. And I am sure this is going to be one of our most popular episodes. And I'm so pleased to have you all here today. It was such a treat and a pleasure for me. Thank you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity. And the congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous, and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.